This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast where we know that you are all into naughty nurse fantasies for the same reason we are, dreaming of that sexy, sexy, comprehensive healthcare plan, baby. Mm. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Here's my lovely, fabulous, and did I mention she's having a great hair day co-host, Alice Bond. Alice, how the fuck are you doing, baby? I haven't dyed my hair or washed it, so I don't understand how I'm having a great hair day. That seems, it's weird to me when my hair looks good and I sit there questioning it, like, how can it look good? It's gross. I know it's gross, but like, it's kind of like the Monet of hair. Like, you look up close and you're like, there's a small bird's nest in here, Yvette. What's wrong with you? But, you know, from 10 feet away, it's bedroom tussled hair. Oh, so speaking of bird's nests. um... I miss your segues. Oh, there are things, I missed you. I missed you. It's folks, you know how much we missed each other. I mean, it's not it's not like I was living in the middle of a cave with no cell phone. It's this is the fucking highlight of my week. It's sitting down and and being goofy for a while, but you know, my brain was not functioning. I want to hold you. Oh. We're going to be holding each other very soon for the AVNs, baby. Woo! And for XBiz. Jeez, we get to spend almost two weeks with each other. I'm just saying, by then, if we haven't had sex, I'll know it's never happening. Just like I already (laughs) know it's never happening. The will they, won't they, that's been pretty much already answered, but has it really? Has it really? I'm, I'm just saying, we're posting pictures of us in our pajamas, like with pillows ready to, you know, duke it out. Oh, our Patreons are going to see all the pillows, all the dildos, all of our, you know, friends and the ball pit. Oh, my God. the ball pit. I, I'm just saying we should take just a lineup of dildos and like onto a mirror and, and make more videos of them doing funny things. Do we have enough dildos to do that? Probably. Oh, God. I have an entire armoire. I mean, it's not it's not just dildos in my defense or anti-defense. I'm not sure which. What's really funny is when we started this show, I'm comparing how many sex toys I had then versus how many have been sent to us and how much I have Ooh. now. Jesus, it is. I've had to give away sex toys to friends and family. And that that's what happens, by the way, if you become close enough to us, uh, you get free sex toys, apparently. <laughs> We're just going to be like, hey, we need a second vagina to tell us how this is working working for you because ours has been through some stuff we need help oh my god but yeah it's a lot but uh yeah when we're going to be at the avns and xbiz in the next few weeks our patrons are going to get so much content but in all seriousness the reason i mentioned a ball pit is because we're going to be going to the wood rocket studios and playing in a ball pit and probably camming from there we haven't totally figured that out yet i'm hoping we can get a few of our porn friends and just have an interview whilst playing in a ball pit the possibilities seem endless, yet contained into a ball pit. <laughs> Folks, what do you want us to do in a ball pit? Email us and vote two girls one mic. We want to be there for you deep in that ball pit. Oh yeah. What what would you like us to do in the ball pit? Math? Checkers? Tickle fights? Pillow fight, except it's mostly rocks in the <laughs> bats. <laughs> oh God. Review modern art. <laughs> Practice our piano lessons. Try not to think of pandas. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we could see how many marshmallows fit in your mouth. Or how many marshmallows compared to the attempt at one ball. I feel like that would go uh, poorly. We can read an old Italian mother's pasta recipe. Ooh, we could eat that recipe, too. We couldn't stay on hold with customer service of AT&T. You know, my husband's done that before. Whenever a scammer calls, call them back. <laughs> Sit in the ball pit, call back scammers. 
and tell them, what do you think I'm wearing? We can play a game of Marco Polo with the phone after you drop your phone into the ball pit. Just have someone start calling it and see whoever gets it first. They win the iPhone. We can pretend we're robots. Robots taking over a ball pit. We can see how long we can hold our breath for. <laughs> we can play trust falls with people we don't trust. <laughs> Seems Wait, I feel like that's a very short list. It's... Or is it a long list? How many people do we not trust? And why is it mostly just Richard Spencer and... Um... <laughs> and all of his friends. We can tie each other's shoelaces together. Do you wear shoes into a ball pit or is that a no-shoe activity? I don't know. That is one thing it has uh, has in common with porn. It's generally a no-shoe activity. There has to be weird shit we can do just surrounded by balls. hey Still not as big as Tommy Pistols. <laughs> Oh, Tommy. Balls of yeah. steel. Or dreads. Oh, my Actually, Lord. I mean, if you're caught between Tommy pistols and dreads balls, aren't you technically in a ball pit? You're at least between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> How many porn stars would we have to put into that pit for it to be a ball pit without any balls? Ooh. Actually, I feel like we just need to figure out like what the capacity of this ball pit is, you know? volume and all that fun stuff, the weights of the different porn stars. How many porn stars can you layer on top of each other? Now that's getting genocidally. <laughs> I, like, I never see fiction, people They're like still stack. breathing! <laughs> I just say, when people stack, that's never a good sign. We can hide all of our worries and our strife in that ball pet. Ball pet? I'm having a day. Well, I might have a pet by then that I'll bring into the ball pit. We could bring both of our dogs in. They could have a play date in the ball pit. Except we're not bringing our dogs to Vegas. I actually might. Oh, man. If you bring it, then Derek's going to be like, can you bring Buddy too? Well, this one's five pounds. Oh, my God. Buddy will be so happy to have a little friend. Guys, we're going to be obnoxious women in our in our <laughs> 30s, however old we are, with a couple of tiny dogs. Like, next up is the Prius and the Karen haircut and asking to speak to the manager. Dude, I turn 30 in the next few months, and you know what? At least I'll finally be old enough to play a high schooler. <laughs> finally. You'll almost look old enough to play a high schooler, too. You're getting there. One day you'll stop getting carded, but... Today's definitely not that day. No, you have a very young face. Anyway, so we do have a movie to review. We do. We haven't done this for a while. And it's a Golden Age classic referred to us by one of our patrons, Brian. Thank you for recommending the opening of Misty Beethoven, because at least I enjoyed the crap out of it. So this was a movie that was done back in 1976. And it shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have questions. But first off, this was considered the crown jewel of the golden age of porn, which is between 69 and 84. Oh. And I have to say, though, in comparison to what we've seen so far from the golden age, from Behind the Green Door, Debbie Does Dallas, Deep Throat, I have to say... I like this the best out of all of the older ones. Same. I, I didn't know what to expect going in. I'm like, this is going to be cringe and awful. And how are they? You know, we didn't get our first sex scene, our first actual sit down two people banging scene until nearly 40 minutes in. Like there were dicks out all over the place. But the first I want to say there were only three sex scenes in that whole thing. Yeah, but there were a lot of dicks. So, but before we jump right into the film, I did a little bit of history and digging on this, as I like to do. Our pornosaur. <laughs> pornosaur. <laughs> I do like that. It's either somebody who's really into pterodactyl porn or a connoisseur of porn. 
whichever you want. One day you'll just call me a stegosaurus ass, but... Um, hey oh <laughs> Oh! But in the meanwhile, this was actually a film with a relatively high budget, and it was filmed actually. So they mentioned in the film going to Paris, New York, and Rome. It was filmed in all those places. Wow. They leaned into this. Jeez. They had a full musical score, and much of it is owed to the director, Radley Metzger. He also filmed a number of other porns, but the best way to describe this film is almost actually like pornography meets Pygmalion. I've never actually seen the play of Pygmalion, but most of you, if you haven't heard of it or hadn't seen it, uh, you probably know it by the musical that was based on it, My Fair Lady. So I saw this and I was like, how are they going to My Fair Lady fucking? This reminds me, God, what was that movie that Julia Roberts was in? Um, Pretty, Pretty Woman. woman. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is basically porn Pretty Woman. Yeah. We're going to take you and turn you into a, you're only an okay slut right now. Let's turn you into a good slut. <laughs> We'll make a man out of you yet, kind of. Like, there were montages. There were double-handed handjob montages in which they're like, yes, you have to learn how to get three men in front of you off all at the same time. Like, oh, wow. That is some Samantha Mack level work. <laughs> and I want to definitely dig into that in a sec. But a couple other quick um, little notes I want to just mention. So first off, actually, the guy who played Seymour Love, uh, Jamie Gillis, he actually ended up being the pioneer of gonzo porn. Oh, my. Yeah. That's fantastic. And this film actually is also, uh, it has a distinction of being the first widely released porn movie to feature female on male pegging. Yeah. That kind of took me by surprise late, late in the game. I'm like, I did not see that coming. No. You know, everyone in this movie was just into putting all the genitals everywhere. It's, it was, uh, I made a note somewhere later. In it. I, I think it was the, a note that I made on the pegging. I was like, this is surprisingly progressive. Seriously. So this is definitely a film that, you know, I feel that personally, based on what we've seen, I mean, this has raked in everything from best picture, best director, best actor, best screenplay, best editing. I think personally think that it definitely deserved all of these. The only thing that I found really disappointing as I started doing the history of this is when I looked into the director. So in the 1990s, as a result of the passing of his longtime partner, mm. Ava Layton, due to cancer, Metzger, the director, he ended up, and you're going to hate this, Yvette, he produced several videos on alternative healthcare, including one on cancer uh, treatment and a five-part video series on homeopathy. Hey, so if you're an expert at one thing, that means you're an expert at that one thing. So this guy is a good movie maker, but that doesn't mean he knows shit about healthcare, son. I, I'm not okay with this. It disappoints me that we run into people in porn who are who are using their platform to do the same things that disappoint me about other people. Tell people to use alternative medicine. Why? Uh, Why? I'm not saying stick to what you're good at. Don't, you know, quote, stick to porn. But Jesus Christ, like, you know, listen to the experts when they're telling you a thing that is correct. I'm looking at you, Jenna Jameson. Yeah, she clearly won't be coming on our show anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, we should re really briefly. We should probably tell yeah. people why. Hey, hey, so I was trending on Reddit twice for the same tweet uh, from two different forums this week. Uh, for So Jenna Jameson said dumb things, and that gave me an opportunity to say smarter and snarky things back to her. She uh, she said the one of the best reasons to question vaccination is that the government mandates them. So I just 
retweeted that with one of the best reasons to drive drunk is that the government is mandating you drive sober. And she, it's here's the thing. The government does not mandate you get your vaccines. It mandates that you get them in order to use government services. So a couple people said that my my metaphor was not accurate because you don't have to drive. It's like, no, no, no. You don't have to attend the government mandated schools. You can not get your vaccines and be homeschooled by your crazy mom who doesn't want you vaccinated. But it's the same thing. If you want to use government run roads, then you have to not be driving drunk. You have to not do things that endanger the rest of society. And it's kind of sad that people who need to know a lot about communicable diseases to do their job, like how to keep yourself from not getting sick, are suddenly not taking expert advice on things like vaccines. Like it's... um. You know, and I'm sure that she'll say that I'm misrepresenting or whatever. Um, she called herself an ex-vaxxer as opposed to an anti-vaxxer. I'm like, no, if you currently don't think we should vaccinate, that means you an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> so it was just it was nuts. And we were really we're going to argue over semantics, even though that you're, she's clearly telling people not to vaccinate their yeah. children or consider alternatives. No, or she's telling people to, quote, question them. I'm like, I'm sorry, but, you know, look into it on everything. But that means looking into what all of the major boards of scientists say, like if you're listening to us. And you're an anti-vaxxer. First, I'm shocked, <laughs> given what I'll... How, how did you find us? It's Are you sure this is the podcast for you? But this is just not up for debate anymore. Like, yeah, I can understand why at first, when that article from goddamn Andrew shitface Wakefield, I can see why people were like, is there something wrong with the vaccines? Because it seemed, according to the numbers, that, you know, when it was suggested that there was a tie-in between vaccines and autism, I can see why people would go, is, you know, is it? Let me look. But like... It's been over 20 years since Andrew Wakefield's now retracted paper came out and not a single goddamn thing has supported uh, what he said about vaccines being linked to autism. There's nothing at this point, just fucking nothing. And yes, there are very, 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 very rarely complications from it. And one of them, and this seems to be what happened to Jenna Jameson's daughter, is one of the more severe and much more rare side effects of vaccines. Uh, I believe she had a febrile seizure. And if you're not familiar with febrile seizures, basically they're a seizure that's caused by a fever, any fever. And sometimes when you have a vaccine, it causes an immune response. Now, people who are prone to febrile seizures, if you get a, a fever from the immune response from the vaccine, you're going to have a seizure. But the punchline of this is that if she'd gotten the measles or any of those other diseases, she likewise would have had a fever and gotten a fucking seizure. So here's the thing. I completely understand why a parent who has seen their child have a seizure within hours of having a vaccine, why they would think what they thought. I'm not saying that someone is not dumb for thinking that. Someone is not gullible. You know, they saw their child have a scary thing happen to them. Like, seizures are frightening to witness. But you know what? With all the all the information that's out there, it takes a degree of willful ignorance to still lean into this anti-vax lines of thinking because this is just not okay anymore. We know how safe they are and we know how much worse it is for people if they get the diseases. And I know next someone's going to say, we don't have polio anymore. We don't have it because we vaccinate. So please vaccinate. And if a porn star is saying not to, it doesn't matter that they're in porn. Let's rem like the number of people who said, why are we taking advice from a porn star? 
It doesn't matter if she's important. What matters is that she's wrong. Exactly. And what's exceptionally frustrating for me is when people say, well, do your research. Well, the problem is, can you interpret the research? Can you really read the data? Because chances are you probably can't. And that's what we've seen time and time again, because they do ignore the data and the evidence. But yeah, I mean, it's exceptionally frustrating. By the way, it is flu season. So please go out, get your flu shot. Get your fucking flu shot. Please, if you if you send me the picture of you with your sexy, sexy bandaid on your arm, I'm going to retweet it with the hashtag we're doing shots. It's a thing. I, it's like a thing I do every year. I want you all vaccinated. I don't want you getting sick because trust me, jerking off sucks when you're sick. I'm just by the way, I will give an extra incentive if you send us a photo to info with two girls on mic of you guys getting your flu shot, I will go out of my way and send back a tit pic. I can't guarantee it's mine, but it is a tit pic. I've seen one of her tits in picture form. <laughs> it's good. So even if it wasn't hers, she was lying to me. I still think that's Alice's tit and it's nice. You know what? We will both send them a tit pic. It's not necessarily our tit. Can't so. guarantee but you'll get one. Can't guarantee whose tits it is. Can't guarantee it might be mine. It might be Alice's that I send you. It might be mine that Alice sends you. <laughs> but we will send you and you can sit there and think that it's just please get your fucking flu shot. And we need it to be, a. we need to see your arm and your face. We need to see that it's you. <laughs> I get the irony there of us saying it's not our tits. <laughs> <laughs> However, this is, our tits already have immunity. God damn it. We got our flu shots. Exactly. Get your shots, get your flu shots. Fuck Jenna Jameson, but not really. She has been fucked many times before. As, as my friend James Fellow would phrase it, can you unmasturbate to someone? Can you put that toothpaste back in the tube? If someone can find me a reverse jizz shot of like jizz going back into the penis, uh, send that over as well. Please. Info to girlswomike.com. Want to see that. I want to see the reverse version of that six minute cum shot we saw. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that broke you temporarily. Behind the green door, like oh, episode man. 16. <laughs> that was an experience, man. We've we have been through some shit and some shit has been through us. So on to the opening of Misty Beethoven, I think, because we've given you a lecture on immunology now. So we open in Paris, France, and we see Seymour going to an adult movie theater for a show. And Seymour, how can we describe him? I mean, for me, I, I look at him and he's he's young, he's handsome, he has a little bit of an air of arrogance. So Yvette, what I'm saying is he's kind of the guy who probably picked up Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules to Life and took it seriously. Oh my God, you're not wrong. That guy now is absolutely, because like, I mean, he's rich as fuck. He treats women as as objects. Obje I mean, it's a porn, so it's fine. But like, you know, this guy is definitely red-pilled by now. If I would be shocked if not. Either that or he's a hippie with a commune. Right? Yeah, he could be a cult leader. I mean, that's some of the things in there. Like, we'll get to his um, house soon. But like, there's some really cult leader-y shit happening with this guy. So... He's in this adult theater and he's watching a show and a sex worker propositions him during the show and starts throwing numbers out. And they eventually agree to meet outside after. But first she has to meet Napoleon. There's a guy in a full fucking top to bottom Napoleon costume. Like, what was this because they were in France? And they're like, we have to have it be topical. Otherwise, people won't know we're in France. <laughs> like oh comically God. large admiral hat. Yes. And He's like 70, 80 years old. At least. I mean, I don't know. I, it's He was not a young Napoleon. He was Napoleon after exile. It was just, yeah, I have to meet Napoleon. Who? Napoleon. Guy dressed like Napoleon. And just starts, as she called it, a no, a quote, no frills, uh, a $5 handjob. So goes on to give him his no frills $5 handjob to Napoleon. <laughs> oh. well, it's a Napoleon boner part. 
hey <laughs> So at the end, she, uh, she wipes her hands and he hands her five bucks. I'm like, I, there's something about the wiping of the hands that seems just as weird and impersonal as someone like wiping it off of them, like their face or their, like, it just somehow it's like, I need to get you off of me. <laughs> like there's something weird about that too. I don't know why, just is. So Seymour and she, uh, Misty, eventually have a conversation where he offers to turn her into a goldenrod girl. And they fly to New York and essentially a goldenrod girl, as he explains, unlike cunt of the year or ball breaker of the century, (laughs) which are both awards I want to know how do you get uh, a goldenrod girl is chosen informally and spontaneously uh, she's the most exciting girl of the season oh and he says time for a complete unknown and basically he wants to you know Pygmalion a pretty woman this yeah we're shut up for a really good montage of dicks here people if you have ever want to see a Rocky and training video except with sucking dick all the d- rainbow colored dick. Like when I say white dick, I mean like the color white, not the the human skin color that we refer to as white. Like there were just. It was a plaster dick. It was plaster? It, that's what it looked like. I don't know why, but a white dildo like was weird to me. I mean, honestly, it just reminded me what I have at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's that pale, huh? Yeah. Look, guys, all I'm saying is you guys have seen photos of me and I am so pale. My foundation, I'm pretty confident, comes from the paint section of Home Depot. But my spouse is so... Oh, he's whiter. It's. I don't know when the last time was that I saw him. Wait, you just called him spouse. Spouse, domestic partner. Okay, still. I did. I didn't know. If, yeah. I didn't know if there had been a. If there had been a switch. Of, you're legally DP'd. Ayo. I love it. Look, I got a certificate that says it. That's all that matters. No, I have not gotten a certificate of DPing, so I. I think you win on that one. I also love telling my parents that I DP'd someone. They're never <laughs> They're proud so of proud. me. They never will be. (laughs) I never give them an opportunity. So what is the goal? What is the pivotal moment of how we know she succeeded in her training? She has to do what? She needs to bang this guy and be, oh, sorry, before she's allowed to bang the guy, she kind of has to be able to suck off three guys at once. So, I mean, two, one in each hand and one in the mouth. And I'm, you've never seen anything funnier in a porn than when someone is getting, fr- like, like a training montage, like they would try to, you know, be training someone to be a boxer, but like she's getting frustrated about the dicks. <laughs> like these, these dicks are scary. <laughs> like she gags when it's a half an inch into her mouth and like, like she's just put something like, oh, that tastes bad like it was just that was funny you know i at one point thought does she have a gag reflex i mean is that why she doesn't want stuff going into her mouth because maybe then she's in the wrong profession i have questions uh but look i mean i also would be intimidated if i had to take make three men come at the same time i just i mean the amount of swallowing alone we also find out when they first uh, write after he's you know, told her, I could make you a goldenrod girl, uh, that her real name, it's not Misty. She wanted it to sound more important. So her real name is Dolores Beethoven. Man, the 70s were a fun time. You never mean anyone named Dolores anymore. Not unless they're from New Jersey. I know at least two Doloreses from New Jersey, okay? How old are they? Are they in their 50s? Yeah. (laughs) I knew it. Called it. And if your name is Dolores and we're listening, we need to know, are you from New Jersey? And are you 50? And am I right? Right in. (laughs) We're going to have a 16-year-old. I will have you now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We'll get an angry follow-up email from Esther. 
God. <sighs> so anyway, so they they have to fly uh, back from there in France. They have to go back to his place in what is, I'm guessing was New York? To Rome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so we also are on an airplane for... Oh, man. Uh, we have so, a few okay. flights and they're interesting. Like this guy's entire life is just a series of mouths to put his dick into. Like the flight attendants... They're serving up more than drinks, man. Yeah, so uh, apparently you can make very special requests. And there's a scene where he's booking his flight back. and I have the entire script written. Oh, my God. Do you want to read it? I'll read the mail part. Let's see. Um, oh, I can confirm your return on that date. Which part of first class, sex or non-sex? Sex. Which part of first class sex? First class sex smoking or first class sex non-smoking? Non-smoking. First class sex non-smoking adult film or first class sex non-smoking family film? First class sex non-smoking adult film. First class non-sex smoking adult film, vegetarian, kosher, or regular meal? Regular meal. Oh my God. First off, I have a question. Um, What is the family film option they're going to play if he had chosen that? Who framed Roger Rabbit? You know, for the Jessica Rabbit scenes. For those randier adults who paid for an airline on which you can ask your, your stewardess for just a little head. Where you can order one dinner of brandy, two blowjobs, and a headset. My God. It's just JetBlue doesn't offer that. No, and United's more likely to fuck you over than to fuck you. Unfortunately, without lube as well. Oh, yeah. That's, that is an unlubed flight. I mean, even in one of these flights, we see a woman coming over and just start going down on our hero. And at one point, a flight attendant, and this doesn't appear to be a uniformed crew member. This is just rando and the flight attendant comes over and says uh if you only have a coach ticket you can only be in first class before takeoff oh even if you're the pilot's wife i like that they threw it in just to be like look everyone's banging here but i think um you see i originally made the assumption that maybe they were on a very specific type of flight that uh, specialized in these services and (laughs) that the entire flight participated not just first class but it's very weak can you imagine walking through first class and then you see people getting blowjobs before the start of their flight okay so first off i already have contention with like having babies on an airplane and if you (laughs) brought a baby i know it's tough but it's also tough on the rest of us. I'm just saying, this is why you guys shouldn't have kids at all. The human species just has to go away so that I don't have to deal with any more children on airplanes. Make so what I'm trying to say is they were able to manage getting past like the age restriction and prevent all babies and children from coming on board. Because they have to be able to do that if we can now give blowjobs freely. Yeah. Right? I want to live in this universe. The universe of this porn is a good one, and we should have more porn set in this universe. Finally, we have an airline that is willing to say, no, we will not board Tidy Tim. He is too rowdy. Oh, my God. And and kicks way too many fucking seats. Oh, man. I heard Tiny Tim, and the first thing I thought of was the ukulele player. No, that's just a guy from Brooklyn. Oh, God. (laughs) Or the 40-year-old who hasn't gotten his life together. Oh, playing the uke at open mic nights. And stand up on the side i'm on stage some nights come see my open mic i worked really hard in a tight 15 i have a handful of our listeners that are personally attacked by this last comment we're not sorry no look i live in la i see all of you and i see me as a writer we're just we're not as on top of our shit as we think we are that's all i'm saying so they get to rome wait is this rome or when they get to new either way they're getting to this guy's house and Holy shit. How can he afford this? It's a crazy chateau in Rome. I can't be the only one who looked at this and was 
I know this is a sensitive subject, but I look at this, I'm like rich guy house. He gets women to come and like teach them and train them. And just, I'm like, this seems, this is very weird Epstein vibes that I'm getting reclusive billionaire with, with strange sexual proclivities who has a woman who helps him get another woman. Oh my God. Yeah. We found where he took notes. From. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> FBI, you need to get on this. This is where it all started. It was with the opening of Misty Beethoven. Oh my God. Oh my God. Seriously. Like, I, it's, there was, it's funny because I'm watching it. And there were some scenes that felt to me kind of similar to the movie Secretary, which they were kind of weird art house and didn't make sense. And then there were scenes that I'm like, this is the weirder, creepier Jeffrey Epstein version of Pygmalion, which, you know didn't stop me from enjoying it but yeah there was there was something weird about him having a lady friend who helped him get and train new lady friends like looking at that portion of it because when he was in the whorehouse when he first because he followed her to the little like and this is they get there and there are just people on beds out in the open fucking i'm like oh this is the open office concept version of a whorehouse cool they also have hot desking it's more hot because of the stds Oh, sorry. We've had some interesting choices artistically for the scenery. And I'm just saying open office whorehousing. Not bad. Not bad. That was they were ahead of their time. So when she gets to Rome, Abisti's first test is basically having sex with a guy who can't hold an erection. And she completes that task really well because uh, what ends up happening is she becomes the talk of the town. Oh, yeah. People want to know uh, who is this Misty Beethoven. They're creating buzz about her sluttiness. At one point, one of the weirder things, they start talking about her, like her astrological chart. And they're like, she may be from Belgium based on how she fucks. Um, <laughs> I mean, it starts normal. Like, who is she? Where is she from? Then it gets into what's her sign? Is it true? Aquarius is taken in the ass. And look, as an Aquarius, I'm insulted. It's two in the ass. <laughs> two in the ass. Just ask Adriana Chechik. Oh my. I don't even know if she's an Aquarius. I'm just making that up. You're just going with it because, you know, she is a, a fulfilled woman. But we see Misty back at the Chateau um, in her workout gear training you know, to get off three men at the same time in workout gear. Like a jogging suit. Like if only like if this were the 80s, it would have been like wristbands and like the, you know, the the sweatbands that people have like spandex. Just, oh, yeah. Like it's could have had the little like, you know, bathing suit over the spandex thing. Now that would have been quite porny. So close. <laughs> but man, like the fact that she's literally jerking these guys off like they're shake weights. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> Having one on each arm, I'm like, I don't know, just the the scenes in which she's consistently getting like, it's like, oh, now I know the exact metaphor I want. It is like when you watch those as seen on TV montages, like that's her with a dick. Like, are you tired of those containers in your cupboard falling on your face because you don't know how to use a fucking cut? Like, it's like, are you tired of being confused with cock? Like, that seems what they're going for here. And I'm in for it. Um <laughs> Are you tired of being confused with cock? <laughs> it's we have Photo the program of me. for you. Okay. And you're like, Nur? what do I do with this? Do I stick it in my eye? Why wouldn't I do like that's what I feel like I'm watching. But it's fucking poetry. I'm I'm amazed by what they did with this. And then the second person they have her seduce, though, for me, I felt was a little weird. And I don't know why they decided to go with this choice. So they had her target a gay art dealer next as the person to sleep with. You know, whatever it takes. Was that the one with the blue eyeshadow? Yeah. 
So he wore blue eyeshadow, not her, which yeah. fine, whatever. But, you know, that's how you could tell he's gay, apparently, yeah. I guess, Guys, in the 70s. 70s means blue eyeshadow uh, on a guy means you're gay and that a woman can just go through some classes on how to ungay you. And she'll be listening through an earpiece, which is exceptionally large. So you can definitely <laughs> tell she's wearing a hearing aid as she attempts to seduce you. Did they think that? No one would, you know, it's, this isn't even the 80s era of big hair where hair could have just covered it up. This is just big old earbud that they're just telling her what to say. And I mean, I love that one of the things, because she'd seen earlier, a woman had demonstrated how to seduce a man, but she demonstrated this on a woman. And I just, I thought it was funny that one of the things she kept, she, like, she would just say what she's saying in an, un, like, no, like, in a monotone voice. Like, the way that you do sexy talk in general in real life, like, if you don't know what you're doing, say what you're doing and say, like, just say what you're doing in a sexy voice. Like, I'm sucking your cock so hard. Like, that's all, like, that. that's Not, the... I'm sucking your cock. Like, she looks at the woman who she's performing the sex on oh. and says, I'm kissing you a little harder. I'm going to kiss this other nipple. My God, that sounds like you're into what you're doing. I was trying to figure out, if, was this an instructional video at this point? I feel like it It was somewhere between instructional and aspirational. Who knows? It was very <gasps> strange that it was like, here's the, oh God. And they even used the ripe mango. So while the woman is demonstrating how to, how to sex on another woman, but she's saying, I'm going to suck your cock while she's, while she's eating some pussy. And she says, um... I think it was, I'm going to suck your cock like a ripe mango. And then she comes up for air for a second and then goes, ripe mango, take two. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, I, ripe mango, take two, man. Like, I don't know. I, I would not associate a cock with a mango. Like that's a, I would associate the vagina more with that. But like, ripe mango. If your dick looks like a ripe mango. Sure, right in. Why not? We'll take it all. Maybe it's a mouthfeel thing. Who knows? I mean, I have sucked on the core of a mango before. There's something it's, very... Uh, it's delicious. It's very juicy, and it seems like something that someone could more closely associate with the vagina. So it makes sense that she Not said it while well, she was going down on a woman. But then then our hero, uh, uh, Misty, when she's going on a, down on a guy, so I could be hallucinating, but I swear to God she said it again. Either that or it was into her earpiece, and I, I, lost, I lost track somewhere between all of the uh, dick... If Ed, I kind of want to wear an earpiece while you talk into it and tell me what to say. Oh, my God. So we need to do this as a Patreon and just like have one of us fuck with an earpiece in with the other one feeding us dirty or, sock. Or, or because neither of us are porn stars, we could have one of our porn star friends <gasps> fuck with an earpiece in and oh, we okay. tell them what to say. Oh, my God. Tommy, Guys, if you want to see this. Us. Oh, my God. Kate. Yes. We know you want to do this. Kate, we need... Kate, please. And Kate and Tommy have boned for the camera for money, so... I feel like one of us should tell, like, don't cover it up. Have each of them have an earpiece and have us just each... One of us calls into one of their earpiece, the other one calls into the other. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you take Tommy, I take Kate. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. It's Assuming you guys are listening to this. Hey. This we is should, happening. We should do a weird thing where someone's instructing you. For, like, this is how we could get into a porn. Finally, this could be a I feel like this is a porn someone would watch. This is a porn I would watch. We would review this if we didn't do it. Has someone done this before? Someone may. But you know what? If not, doesn't mean we can't do it, too. Guys, we have a vision. We have dreams. We might have vision and dream boards. It's this to is, match. This is pinned onto my fucking dream board. Now, this is this is happening. 
email us info at two girls one mic if you want us to lightly script your your sexing. You're sexing on camera. Like I'm not doing this for you and and your your wife of 12 years. Like that's not, I'm not here to spice up your life. I'm here to spice up mine. What I'm saying is, so small hands and Joanna Angel for your next film, right in. <laughs> We've got oh. you. You don't need writers anymore. You have us. Manuel Ferreira, call us. Oh my God. God. By the way, I kept seeing him when I was at the ex-biz and avian parties and I kept staring at him from a distance. <laughs> I know I'm going to be that creepy staring person. This still makes How me sad. How could I not? He looks so hot. It's not just that he looks hot. It's that we know he's good in bed. That's the worst part. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he's he's very good looking. But when you see somebody who you know for a fact, not just from watching them on tape, but from all of our friends saying, All yeah, professional fuckers. The professional fuckers say he's the best professional fucker. That is pro-grade cock. Right. What we're saying is, Manuel, we want to whisper into your ear what you should whisper into her ear. Come, like, call us. We can do this. Your wife, Kaden, can film. We'll, we'll make this happen. <laughs> we have dreams. I see no reason why this shouldn't happen with somebody directing them on both sides. If you ever want to get into comedy, we've got a way. <laughs> yeah, just just sweet talking, sweet, horrible, dirty things into someone's ear for them to say to someone else. So Misty's last challenge is uh, to seduce the head of Golden Girl magazine. But before she gets uh, to this magical moment, she finally gets the three guys off at the same time. Yay! And you would think this is a pivotal moment for her, but she cries. Is she sad that she's coming to an end with her time with, with Seymour? Is there nothing more you can learn once you jack off three guys at the same time? And we really want an answer to that. Email us info at twogirlswomic.com. Seriously, is there anything else you can learn? I feel like three is a mountain I've yet to climb, but I'm not a quitter. You'll master the pterodactyl just yet. <laughs> that's what it is called. Do not argue with me. That is on Urban Dictionary. And we have kept this going since behind the green door. <laughs> did you Wait, did you change it to that? That's what it was. That's what oh. when we were discussing in, um, behind the green door. When you're jacking off a guy um, on each hand and, and you're uh, sucking his cock, that's a pterodactyl. You guys do it and tell me you don't look like a pterodactyl. I'm just saying that also happened in the pterodactyl porn I saw. I believe there were four men in that one. That's a tower dactyl. <laughs> you're a top. Clearly this podcast has affected our brains. So her last challenge seduces the head of Golden Girl magazine, and it's a threesome with him, his wife, and he gets pegged by Misty. Yep. I mean, that's... Let, let, let's talk about this. If you have not climbed to the top of Dick Mountain by the time you're pegging someone for a challenge, who has? Who has? So first off, I love that they clearly showed she was heavily lubing up that cock. Yes. Thank you. Something they did very, very right. I feel like I never see that in porn. Yeah. Like, I mean, most of the time, I, and I think this is why people sometimes go into anal not using enough lube, but most of you guys out there who are listening have heard us tell you to use a fucking bucket of it. Uh, but, you know, you see in porn a dick going into an ass that has had no prep work. They just started up and sexing and nobody, of course, spent a half an hour in the bathroom making sure that their enema was coming out clean. Nobody, that didn't happen. No, they just stuck a dick in an ass and it was just fine. Maybe with a split second of, ooh, that's tight. But other than that, the show lube. And I was so proud because he was put in a Lucky Pierre. And if you don't know what a Lucky Pierre is, that is where a man is in the middle. Or actually, it could be a man or a woman because uh, you could also do this with a strap-on. Uh, you're basically fucking someone while being fucked. That is a Lucky Pierre. You're welcome. 
I did not know that was called the Lucky Pierre. You, you know, we are an educational show. We try to be at least. That's what I told them with the Weather Channel, at least. So once she completes that task, as she's leaving, uh, Seymour is dressed <sighs> as Caesar. Do we know why? He didn't it's, come in dressed like Caesar, by the way. He just is now. It seems like they were trying to put up the idea of a some sort of... I was about to say Roman Bacchanalian, but I don't know if that's right. They're trying to make this look very, you know, Bacchanalian. And of course, putting a guy into a Caesar costume whilst in Rome seems to seems to fit. So Seymour is having a bit of an orgy and he says, stay, you can have Caesar. And Missy replies with, why would I want Caesar? I've already had Napoleon. History burn. But here's the thing, though. Napoleon the Great actually looked up to Julius Caesar Hmm. Actually, as a young artillery cadet, uh, he devoured uh, Plutra's lives and he was inspired by Julius Caesar. Actually, even while in St. Helena, he uh, dictated a commentary on the wars of Julius Caesar. So Napoleon looked up to Caesar. He never I don't know if the analogy fits here. I feel like this is it was trying to mirror a scene in uh, Pygmalion slash My Fair Lady where after and she's, what? you know, managed to to speak properly and, the, and all that good stuff. All of a sudden he has to, you know, she catches him talking shit because she's still not classy. No matter what, she wasn't born with class. So you can't she can't get it imbued into anyways. But yeah, it was a good little I'm watching this going. Wow, this has all the emotional depth of that. And no, but it was fun. But I think that was just her, you know, I'm I'm out of here, fuck off. Yeah. And this is definitely a very student becomes the master type film where clearly she's reached some sort of elevation that Seymour or his weird lady friend who bring who supplies him with sex workers to somehow make it to Golden Girls um, have never reached. But yeah, so Seymour and his friend go back to New York kind of like a dog with its tail between its legs. And here's the weird part for me, because, yeah, there are some other parts in this movie that are kind of weird, but this is a part I found exceptionally weird. So remember when we talked about, like, that Rocky-esque montage that Misty was going through as she was learning everything? It was like he was, like, having a flashback of it, or am I... No, he filmed it. That was all on... He had a... There was a... Oh, my God. Yeah, they basically were trying to say that he was watching it. For some reason, I had it in my head as though he was thinking about it, not that he was watching it. Really? Because I got the sense that he was watching it. Maybe I'm wrong. Either way, it's weird that when he thinks back fondly over someone, the memory is the montage of dicks. But, you know, like, because in some of the scenes, he was there, like, he was there with his hand, like, showing her how to give a hand job on those things. So we see... The image is that. So I couldn't tell if it was in his brain or something he was watching. But fuck, if they were being recorded the whole time, whoo, that's uh, that's another stage of, I mean, they were being recorded, but you know what I mean. If they weren't being recorded in universe the whole time. It just adds an extra level of weird to me. But this movie does tie in with a happy ending, though, because what happens, Yvette? Of course, she comes back and she's ready to to suck his cock. I mean, he's he's complaining. He's like, still, she never got it down right. She's too stupid. I could have a I could have worked a hundred years, and she never would have absorbed it all. This sounds like someone's bitter. Uh, she was the most unexciting thing God ever created. The absolute nadir of passion, a sexual civil servant. And here's the thing. What we think is ostensibly the maid shows up because he just has like a rotation of maids that like one's done sucking his dick. The next one comes in, but she has come in and she's been sucking his dick and he does not realize it is her. I Uh, think he does realize the way he's speaking. You think so? 
Oh, yeah. I oh. think that he was just doing it to kind of play Be a horrible uh, person. Cut. Yeah. I think he's nagging her. And then she yells at him, you know why people have sexual problems? They talk too goddamn much. And then they bang. And earlier in the movie, he told her to keep your mouth shut uh, at this part. Just don't say anything. So, and the yeah. whole thing was people have sexual problems. They talk too much. And it ends with Misty running a school, training sex workers to be better sex workers. And Seymour is literally in chains, a slave to her. Oh, man. Couldn't have ended better. I mean, very Jeffrey Epstein-esque, this entire movie. <laughs> There's, I feel like he wouldn't have any complaints about this is what I'm saying. And that's a problem. I don't want to show him movies he'll like. Well, we can't. Oh, yeah, he's dead. He killed himself. Or didn't. I'm just saying we have, we do have the bed sheet that he used, to, that he didn't use to kill himself. Which I'm giving away for the part of the 12 Days of Shit mess right now on Offensive Crayons. I'm so excited. But, oh, yeah, so that movie was bizarre. And and I love, I love that he ended up, I'm like, I don't know if he's in chains permanently or if this is just for part of a sexual thing they're doing right now. But I love that he ended up in chains. Like, you go, girl. You take all that sexual training. I there's something very weird about all, like, knowing what we know now about people who keep sexual slaves and try to train people into who they want sexually. Like, it seems like grooming, but, you know, it was okay. <laughs> like, I have I have feelings. I think this is my favorite from the classic era of porn, but, like, I'm trying to not look at it through a lens of, of 2019, which is hard. Exactly. It's hard to say, oh, well, this isn't as problematic as a 16-year-old's in Debbie Does Dallas. Let's see. I By the way, so it's so hard to compare current porn to old porn because yeah. you see all these problematic things. Part of it is I think the acting uh, from the guy who played Seymour was pretty solid. I was impressed with his ability to carry on a conversation while a woman's between his legs sucking his dick. Like, well, and I mean, it was just, he was conversating. Like there was, it was impressive that someone could just keep reading a script or keep, you know, doing their lines to that degree of nonchalance. It, I think that was the attitude. It was just, oh, whatever, there's someone sucking my dick as always. And I mean, in comparison to what we've seen before, I mean, like, for example, in Behind the Green Door, they were so choppy when it came to shooting the film that, I mean, I know when we were reviewing that film, they moved like the middle to the oh, end yeah. and the end to the middle. So the cinematography was all over the place. Yeah. Here you actually had a consistent storyline. Yeah. You had characters. You had a protagonist. You had a journey. You had really nice cinematography, a good score. I yep. mean, I hate to say it, but at least like where... It matters on, hey, yeah. can you make a basic film that someone can follow along? Somebody picked up a book and read something on how to structure a film. That and they were, even though it doesn't read like a parody at all, it does follow the same beats as Pygmalion and uh, and My Fair Lady. So like they had a structure to work from. And I think like this was, this was a porn that well enough departed from its source material that it was satirizing that it was easy to to think of it as a standalone. So that was impressive. I think it's the first satire we've seen that hasn't felt like satire. I'm okay with this being definitely one of the jewels from the golden age of porn. Yeah, this is this one. In we comparison, will, I'm okay with this. Compared to Debbie Does Dallas for like. Compared I, to Deep Throat? And Deep Throat was at least amusing in its horribleness. 
It was <laughs> like, I, God, I don't even want to listen to that episode because we were like, we didn't know what we were doing yet. Uh, but no, no, not at all. How did you guys stick? To, how, why did you? Thank you. But why? why yeah, how if you, you listen to the first episode first, why? Just don't. Like at a certain point, just like stop going back to listen to new episodes. <laughs> guys, thank you for telling all your friends to listen to our show. But for the love of God, just tell them, hey, work backwards. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where you're like, this show has gone downhill. And then you're like, oh, no, it's gone uphill. Exactly. Yes. Just like with anything else, start at the tip and work your way in. God, that was brilliant. <laughs> I, I do the show for a reason. I have a thing I'm good at. I can tell jokes about penises. Yay. So we have some fantastic patrons to thank for helping support the show. So this week, we want to thank Bethany, Nicole, Andrew Gore, Bob Cole, Brian Gowdy, Brett Dionysus, Eris Knight, Holishike, Joshua Rice, Kevin Aubrey, Kyle Washington, Rich Sonia Eau Wendy Cornwall, Robert Hetherington, and so many more. And if you want to become a patron yourself, just head over to twogirlsonmike.com or patreon.com slash twogirlsonmike. You guys can support us, you know, on a monthly basis. We talk to you. We do Google Hangouts. So it is a great time right now to become a patron because, uh, you know, we've had some wonderful people filling in for me and we're still going to have some of them in the rotation, but I'm coming back. Woo! So it's going to be it's going to be a good little fiesta time here at Two Girls, One Mike. And we're coming up to expos and AVNs and there's going to be some exclusive patron content. You can ask us more, you know, like we're we're checking in with Patreon all day when we're at this thing. So come join us. It's a, it's a good little fiesta. There, there are dick jokes. It'll be fun. And by the way, speaking of additional guests, so thank you so much for bearing with me while, you know, I was here and I brought a bunch of past guests on the show. And Natalia Reagan did so well that you guys, I mean, wrote some fantastic things about her. So because Yvette is writing and Natalia is all over the place herself, it always helps, you know, having an extra pair of hands and or tits around in this case. Or both. Both. Yeah. Both. Uh, or hands on tits, uh, tits on, uh, all hands on tits. <laughs> but in this case, Natalia, who also is one of the co-hosts of Star Talk All Stars and has been on Star Talk, uh, is going to be coming back uh, every once in a while as a contributing guest host. We love Natalia. It's a, and I know if I've, I have uh, said this to you outside of here, but thank. If you're listening, thank you, Natalia. Thank you. You kept the ship afloat, and we, we're happy to to keep you. We want you to stick around in our girl squad of perverts. Like, where I'm just, I'm so grateful that we have such funny, talented, and kind people who would come in and say, "Oh, you need help?" Of course. Like, not even a not even a second question. Just she was willing and and did a ton of work, and I'm so grateful. And the thing is, Natalia is so funny and so on top of her puns. Yes. And I mean, in all honesty, there's people that I feel like we wouldn't have been able to meet if it wasn't for Natalia. Oh, absolutely. Um, if it wasn't for her, I mean, we just not too long ago had an episode where we reviewed Let My Puppets Come. She was friends with the guy who wrote Happy Time Murders. You know, what? it's that thing like, about what she's worked on a bunch of different shows. Uh, she was on the Drew Carey show back in the day. She's just she's bounced around doing a handful of hosting things. And, you know, it's the thing when you've bounced around in, in L.A. for a bit of time and you're someone as wonderful and as easy to become friends with. She's just great uh, as Natalia is. You get to know a lot of people. So it's like we're just very lucky to have her in our girl squad. Uh Thank you for thank you for everything. We love you. You should all be following Natalia too. Uh, please uh, follow her at Natalia thirteen Reagan R E A G A N, uh, and that is both at Twitter and Instagram. She's fantastic. So yeah, 
Go give Natalia some love. And before we wrap up this episode, we do have a giveaway. We do have a giveaway. So we are giving away a clone of Willie Dick and her vagina. Specifically a kit to make one of those two because you don't want a pre-clone. Like I'm not sending you my husband's dick. We're sending you a kit to make a new one. And you kind of don't want to do it yourself with the regular old paper mache at home and or gum. I don't know why you would use gum, but don't. It doesn't work. We wouldn't know from personal experience. No. Look, just because you can make a dental mold out of some stuff doesn't mean you can make it out of other things. Is that why I get so turned on at my dentist? Is it because I've been playing with Clona Willy kits? It's for me because of all the laughing guests. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting, we want your Willy cloned, or we want you if you want your Willy cloned to be cloned. So we actually are going to give away a clone of Willie and or a clone of Pussy kit away uh, within the next three weeks to one lucky person who leaves us a review in the Apple iTunes section. Um, by the way, if you can't leave us a review on iTunes, uh, please go to podchaser.com. Uh, look up Two Girls, One Mike and leave us a review there because we will still count it as an entry. So either on iTunes, leave a review and or on Podchaser. And by the way, if you want more chances to win, it's really simple. Just get your friends in on this podcast, have them leave us an awesome review. And then when you, they win, be like, hey, yo, who told you about the show? I think you own me a clone of Willie kit. <laughs> I'm sure they're just going to give their dick away. I would to you. If you had a dick, you'd give it to me. I would give a dog a bone. That's making me laugh on a few levels. <laughs> So, that so, wasn't even that funny. I, I don't know. It, it hit. It hit me deep, baby. It hit me deep. Look, I, if I had a dick, I would give my dick to you. I love you. I love you too. I love you so much. Anyways, so we want to get you dick. There is, of course, no purchase necessary. You just ne- leave your leave a comment. We and we will hunt you down. I mean, in a in a fun, delightful way with with penis cloning kits. You have until the new year, and that's it. So you got a few weeks leaving us a, a review hopefully a good one will take you very little time just just leave us a review we will love you so much and not only will we love you your cloned willy will love you back or your partner whoever you give the cloned willy yeah, to or knows? your best friend or your dentist or the guy down the street who you barely know his name's jeff hi jeff this is exactly what people should do with a cloned dick be like i brought you something it's my dick in a box this is how you make friends with neighbors <laughs> oh my god dick in a box oh man dick in a box that was a good time. It's my dick in a box. Guys, where did the decade go? I feel like dick in a box was yesterday, and yet it was forever ago. Hold on. Let me find out when dick in a box happened. Oh, Justin Timberlake had to apologize for some shit on the interwebs today. He was holding another woman's hand, and he was photographed doing so. Fuck him. <laughs> Hard pass. He's an anti-vaxxer. Speaking of idiot anti-vaxxers, like I said, there are, there are people who are anti-vax all over the place. I hope it didn't sound like we were saying porn stars are dumb and so they're and no like there's it's just the loud ones that happen to be you know you hear it when someone's anti-vax really loud because it's not right dick in a box was 11 years ago in 2009 oh my god and 2009 doesn't feel like it was that long ago I was a real adult. There are preteens who don't understand dick in a box. I just realized exactly how old I am. Things have happened in like genuinely into my adulthood that were a decade ago. And I don't feel like they're that long ago. And that's not a thing that happens before you're an adult. I feel very old. No. It's a decade away. It was my God. I was out of grad school. Out of grad school when that happened. 
Like, I still think grad school was five minutes ago in my brain. And it just, it never stops feeling that way. Like, it's a big, crazy, huge, pivotal turning point in your life. And then you're just an adult after that. And as I've been an adult, Justin Timberlake stuck his dick in a box. So I think we can wrap up this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're at Dick in a Box. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, you can hunt me down at, at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, Facebook.com slash Cybabe for science and snark. Alice, where can everyone find you? At Rational Blonde. Uh, or you guys can still get a gift for the holidays at OffensiveCrayons.com. Because why not? Uh, we have the holiday version, Red, White, and Fuck You original, and uh, the new coloring book, Happy Little Dictators. So OffensiveCrayons.com. Use the code two girls. You'll save 15% off because only when you listen to the show, you're going to get that coupon code. And again, leave us a review, a comment on here, on Podchaser, on iTunes. Tell all your friends, get that dick. Tell your friends who watch porn to listen to us. And by which I mean, tell all your friends. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.